Hello and welcome to the Magical Learning Podcast. Today we have one of our all-time favorite webinars. It's the journey to self-mastery. This is a bit of an older one, but it is eternally relevant. And if you want to master yourself a bit better, this is a great one to listen to. Enjoy. So I'm Danette Fenton Menzies. I'm the Director of Learning. Um, and what we like to do each month is provide new skills via these webinars just to help people um, you know, stay up to date. Okay, so um, excellent. Thanks, Allegra. Uh, touch on EQ, happy to do that. All right. Well, let's continue and just continue to chat with me through that chat box. Um, that would be fabulous. So as you can see on the second screen there, what we're going to cover in this particular presentation is what is self-mastery and particularly why is it important for us in this day and age? The other thing is, looking at people who become great at what they do in whatever profession they're in, what is it that they do that gets them to that mastery position? And then four tools that you can take back from today um, to increase your mastery as well. Now, I love quotes and you will have been able to see this because you can see my two slides at, at one time. I haven't worked out how to do that screen properly, but with better awareness comes better choices. So in order to be improve your mastery, first of all, you've got to be aware of what is it that I want to improve in terms of my skills, behaviours, etc. Um, because with that awareness, then you have the ability to make better choices. And when we make better choices, then we get better results. And this is from my coach, Robin Sharma. And for me, it's a really good way of explaining how we can go through life and improve our life day in, day out. Firstly, by becoming aware and then obviously taking the time to look at our choices and say, are these serving me? Are they empowering me, helping me to get better at what I do? Or are they actually disempowering me, meaning they're taking me backwards and away from the results that I want? Everyone who knows me knows the next slide is one of my favourite sayings. When we go through um, change, which we will need to do if we're going to develop our own self-mastery, then that is going to be an uncomfortable process. And our body is hardwired to pull back when we want to move forward and it's uncomfortable. Our body likes comfort because it uses less energy. However, the problem with not... Um, with being comfortable, sorry, is that we're not really growing. So we need to redefine or rethink about how we feel about comfort versus discomfort. At all times, we should be pushing ourselves just a little bit outside our comfort zone in order to grow. And so it is with self-mastery. If you ask any of the people who are great at what they do, that didn't happen overnight. They didn't just get hugely uncomfortable one day and then voila, they were a master at what they did. It would take, for most people, a couple of decades. And you know, this comes from people's biographies, from attending events where people have spoken about their journey. And even um, one conference I went to where Robin was actually the facilitator and he asked these group of really successful people, hands up who was an overnight success in 10 years. No hands went up. He then went 15 and I think one hand went up at 15. A couple went up at 20 and then most went up at 25. And it's that recognition that each day it's a 
daily improvement on what we're doing gets us closer to where we want to be in terms of our skills. So following on from that, what is self-mastery? It really is the, the ability to develop your gifts to the highest level. If we look at the Picassos of the world, um, Michelangelo, Serena Williams, um, Stephen King, I'm going to talk about a little bit later on. They have worked day in, day out, a little bit each day improving or just showing up and doing what they need to do in order to be the best in their field. And it's that ability to stay with it longer than anyone else that is so important for us. So remembering that as well. So I'm curious for those on the call, what are some of the skill areas that you want to develop in terms of self-mastery? And I'll start, I'll share while, while you're typing in the chat box. One of the areas that I love to um, continue to develop is my presentation skills. So being able to stand up, whether it's face-to-face -face or like today, um, talking on, online. And obviously I need to still work on how do I use the tools that um, help me to do the online things. Um, because Zoom, while I've used it for meetings, I've not used it for webinars at before. So I need a little bit of training in terms of the slideshow, but that's okay. Um, excellent. So Allegra, presenting skills and also self-motivation. That's fabulous. And for all of us, you know, part of that self-mastery is developing that self-motivation. How do I get myself, even the days I don't want to turn up, to be there and turn up anyway? And we're going to talk about some tactics that will actually help you self-motivate to turn up day in, day out. And great that you've got the same skill set as, as I do. Um, now, if anyone else wants to put theirs in the chat box, please feel free as well. Why is self-mastery um, so important? Well, part of how we are hardwired is that we, we want to grow. We get satisfaction from being able to improve. Now, one of the things to know is that as we go on the self-mastery journey, sometimes we're going to fail. That's part of our growth. And if we reflect on that and learn from any failures, then that allows us to improve and improve better the next time. You'll often see with the greats that they've failed spectacularly. And sometimes they've then gone away from the world and, and sort of hidden away, reflected, learned, and then come back and been so much better as a leader or you know whatever the, the field that they led in they've come back in a way that they couldn't have done without that failure part of recognizing that your journey will include failure and accepting that that's just the price of self-mastery we can't get better without pushing our envelope or our boundaries and when we do that we are naturally from time to time going to find ourselves in a space where we go, oh, ouch, that didn't work. Don't quit at that stage. Just dust yourself off, pick yourself up and keep going. Because we are focusing on developing ourselves, that also gives us more confidence. And it also allows us in organisations or, you know, with our clients to value add. Because the more we know, the more we can share what you find is, you know, if you look at um, the road to mastery, a lot of people quit along that road. 
And so as you get closer to being the master in your field, what you'll find is there's less people around you. And Robin talks about the rare air of being in that mastery stage where there's just no one else around there because people have quit. And so over time, you become the person that the marketplace will pay more money for because no one else has the insights that you have because you've continued to develop yourself. Um, some of the other things are when we use our gifts, we're happier. And that's you know, just a wonderful thing to wake up and actually have joy in what we do. And sometimes you'll start by developing those gifts on the weekends, maybe in early mornings or late in the evenings because you have a day job. And over time, the more you invest in yourself, what you'll find is you'll get to the point where you go, okay, enough. Now I'm going to start this, whether it's a business, whatever it is, to actually do what it is that you love to do. And if you think about it, if everyone bought their gifts and developed themselves to that great level of self-mastery, what an amazing world it would be. You're just thinking of the impact you'd have on others and how exciting to be around someone who has invested so much in themselves and knows so much. It's, it's like a breath of fresh air. So with that self-mastery also comes fulfillment. Now, sometimes on the downside, um, and particularly here in Australia, we have the tall poppy syndrome. So as you get closer to that self-mastery, you also have to know that you tend to attract more critics. And rather than seeing that as, oh, no, well, I don't want to do it for that reason, you go, okay, the critics are telling you that you're actually pushing the boundaries, which means that you are adding to that field where you are developing your self-mastery. Now, obviously, if you're developing critics because you're doing something really bad, that's not a good thing. But generally, the more you improve your skills, what you'll find is not everyone understands that. Um, and I, I remember a story of Picasso where um, he was out somewhere having lunch and he was um, quite old at that stage. And a woman came up to him with a napkin and she said, can you draw me a um, drawing and sign it, please? And so he very quickly did a Picasso on this particular napkin and he signed it. And then he said to her, um, yeah, that'll be, and I don't know what the amount was, but let's say $10,000. And she's like, but what, that only took you two minutes. And he said, yes, but it was all of that background work that I put in over the last 55 years that enabled me to make that look so amazing and for it to be an original Picasso. And again, when we look at people who have achieved self-mastery, and one of the people, um, because I've been watching um, the movie recently, A Star Is Born, Lady Gaga, if you look at the effort she's put in over the years now, she earns a lot of money and, and we look to her as a person who creates original value in the marketplace. And that's why she's rewarded financially because of that. Now, over her career, she's had a lot of critics you know, about how she looks, um, clothes she's wore, etc. But now she's standing out in terms of the artistry that she brings to the marketplace. Again, just a great example. And so just be aware that that will be part of your journey too on self-mastery. And we'll look at a couple of tools that will help support you through that stage when others may not agree with what you're doing or might want to pull you down as in that um, tall poppy syndrome. 
No, I love saying, so the boundaries of your life are merely the creations of the self. Remember, as you move into mastery, you will start to make excuses unless you're really clear every day, why am I turning up? Be careful because those excuses create the boundaries of your life and you've created them yourself. So if you find yourself saying, I can't do this, then how can I do this is a much better question to ask. Don't let those excuses hold you back. Now, in terms of the greats, some examples and some of the things that they've done to develop mastery along the way. And there's um, a Harvard Business Review study. It was also a book. It was um, done by Eric Anders. And he talks about the 10,000 rule. So he talks about people who reach that, you know, the best of the best in their field generally take at least 10,000 hours of deliberate practice. And that means that they're getting feedback and adjusting their practice in order to be the best in the world. So what you find with self-mastery for the greats is that they devote pretty much most of their time to what they're really good at. I read a study the other day about Serena Williams and she gets up at 6am and has done so since she was a child to start practicing tennis. And even when she got to the top of her field, she continued to do that deliberate practice and concentrating on what she's really good at to stay at the top of their field. That means in order to start, they start with the fundamental skills and they get so good at those fundamental skills that it just becomes second nature. So if Serena Williams picked up a tennis racket, she would know how to serve because she's done that serve so many times. She'd know how to do the backhand and the forehand. And that's about as much tennis as I know. <laughs> um, so thinking about the areas that you want to improve on, what are those fundamental skills that you need to learn? For example, in the case of presentation skills, it's getting comfortable understanding the material, thinking about what your audience needs, learning to breathe. That's a fundamental skill when we are learning to present. What you'll tend to find when people are new to presentation is that they will talk really fast and they won't breathe. And the problem is then they run out of energy because they haven't taken a breath. So a great fundamental skill of learning for presentation skills is to pause at the end of either a comma, if it was a comma in your sentence or a full stop to take a breath, to be able to then speak nice and slowly some other things with, um, so presentation skills, because that's one that was put up there, was making sure that we hold an open stance. So we get really familiar with what we do with our hands, how we hold ourselves in a confident manner. And that may mean filming yourself or getting someone to film you or getting someone to watch you present and then get feedback around that. In terms of self-motivation, which was another area um, that was put up there, the fundamental skills of self-motivation to get to know what motivates you and make sure that you concentrate on that more often. Taking time to have breaks in order to come back with the energy to want to be motivated about the thing that you do. And often with self-motivation, it's really about what's your why. There's a great Simon Sinek, and I'll just type Simon's name in the chat box. 
Um, he has a video on why and so it's spelt his name wrong. It's a TED talk and I'd highly recommend it in terms of if you're in a leadership position, when we are bringing people together, and this includes ourselves, we need to understand the bigger purpose, the why are we doing this? And if you think if it's going to take 10,000 hours, which is a long time of many, many years, then you need to be really serious about what that why is. And usually it's more than just about you. It's about the impact you're going to have perhaps on your community, perhaps on the world, who knows? Another area that um, was asked about was EQ. So in terms of developing our fundamental skills on EQ, I often say with that, have a um, assessment done of your EQ first to work out what areas are you need to work on. And that's quite a handy thing to do because then you've got a benchmark and then you can start to go, okay, well, what do I need to do then to build my self-awareness? And that's usually the fundamental underlying principle of um, building your EQ skills. Another one is empathy. Um, and Brene Brown has a great, and I'll, again, I'll put her name in the um, chat box. Brene, um, oops, I forgot the N, so it's B, I'll write that properly, B-R-E-N-E, -E, Brown, has a great video on empathy. It's about a four-minute video. It explains really clearly what empathy is and the difference between it and sympathy. So taking that time as we start out on our self-mastery journey to really understand those fundamental skills. And a critical thing is to show up each day. For example, um, Stephen King, he basically wakes up in the morning, has either a um, juice or a, a, a warm drink, and then he sits down between 8 to 8.30 a.m. He'll then have a vitamin, apparently. He'll play the same music, and he sits in the same desk, um, same seat at the same desk, and he has his workspace set up exactly the same. And he says once he puts the music on and he sits down, his brain automatically goes, I'm here to work. And he sets himself a target of six pages. And he said, you know, if you're writing uh, a novel, six pages will get you a novel in about two months. Now, that's the first draft, and obviously he has to go back and, and edit that. But small daily output will actually get you to that level of mastery much faster. And if you're doing it at the same place, same time, every day, your brain just starts to go, oh, I'm here to do this, and it'll automatically get you into that flow situation. One of the other things we can do is think about continuous improvement in our focus. So at the end of each day, you could ask yourself, okay, what do I need to keep doing? Because it worked really well for me today. What do I need to stop doing? Because it really didn't work in terms of my development of my mastery. And then finally, what do I need to start doing in order to grow my skills and my mastery in the area that I want to grow in? So always focusing on that continuous improvement. We spoke earlier about um, keep going through adversity and criticism. Just don't quit because your gifts are your gifts and only you can bring that to the world. And all of the greats, they may have gone off and hidden for a little while and you know, felt sorry for themselves, but then they've come back and gone, I can do this because their why has generally been bigger than themselves.
Another thing that the greats all did was they believed in themselves long before anyone else believed in themselves. And this is one of the things, as you start to go on your mastery journey, be careful about who you share your dreams with because sometimes you'll come across people who don't agree with your, journey, your dream or their naysayers and they might actually put you off bringing your greatness to the world. So just remember, who should I share this with? Some other things that the greats do, uh, they generally work for a concentrated amount of time. It could be something like five hours and then they stop working on that day on that particular thing because they know the, the importance of rest and recovery. So they go out and they actually take that time to rejuvenate. And because we know to get into the flow state, which is what we need to be really creative, we actually never do that under pressure. We do it when we're going for a walk or a run or perhaps having a, a, a shower or a bath. So getting out away from your work actually helps you be more productive. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later on. Another person um, who has a, has a good daily output um, approach that might help you is Jerry Seinfeld. So Jerry Seinfeld has what he calls the calendar method. He has a calendar on his wall and each day as he took time to create new jokes, he would put a big cross on that day to indicate the fact that he had produced and done it on a daily basis. And his thing was don't break that chain of crosses. Make sure that each day you're crossing or ticking off the fact that you've put in some daily effort. Some other things are, it's really important to look after your time where your brain works really well. So I'm a really good person in terms of brain, um, clearly not now, <laughs> in terms of uh, my brain working really early in the morning. So I'll often get up at 4 or 5 a.m. because that's when my brain functions really well. This morning it was 3.30, I was up at 3.30 and because I didn't go to bed as early as I normally would, I actually went back to bed at about 7 to catch up on my sleep, which is why I'm a bit slower at this stage of the day. But normally if I get enough sleep, I'll then stay up. But I do all my great work early in the morning and then allow myself to get out there and play a bit so I can continue to grow. Focus too um, on removing any distractions that stop you from being able to focus on the areas that you want to improve in terms of self-mastery. And even focus on what's one thing I can improve today and just do a 1% win focus. What we see with people who do that is the first week, not much happens. After a month, you might notice a little bit of change in terms of your output if you're focusing on just that 1% wins. But it's like compound interest. Over time, there'll be a point where you're the best in your field because everyone's quit, but your growth is, is like being on rocket fuel. So every day, look at that. What's my 1% win, which comes with the continuous improvement that the greats always did. The other thing is um, making sure that you continue to develop yourself. So invest in yourself, whether it's reading, listening to podcasts, audiobooks, even talking to people who are you know, further along in the journey. All of that helps grow you as well in terms of your self-mastery. Now, any questions or any comments in terms of greats that you may have followed um, 
the things you've heard that they've done to continue on their mastery journey. That gave me a chance to also have a drink of water. <laughs> All right, well, let's continue. Some really simple tools, techniques that we can do to develop mastery include, first of all, identifying which habits are going to support you to grow and achieve your mastery. So as we spoke on the previous slide, things like getting up early, using a concentrated amount of time each day to work on that field that you want to grow in. Also, just following people who are great at that, looking at what habits they have. And it must include that ability to continuously invest in yourself. One of the areas, and, and we've done this on a previous webinar, is making sure that you take time each day, and usually early in the day, to do some self-care. Because when, we, when we're fully looking after ourselves, we have more resilience, which means we are, in the hard times, more able to turn up and continuously develop our mastery rather than having big gaps because we're exhausted and therefore can't show up on each day. Self-care is really, really important. Another one, uh, which we talked a little bit about before, is be really careful about who you surround yourself with on this mastery journey. You want to have people in your tribe that lift you up and also challenge you to keep growing. So they're listening out for your excuses and they're saying, is that an excuse I hear? I know you're better than that. I know you can do this. I've got your back to continue to motivate you and help you in those more difficult times. And as we spoke about on the last slide, being really mindful about not sharing your dreams, um, particularly in the early stages with the naysayers. Make sure that your tribe are very supportive. They can do people versus not. For example, um, we have a tribe who are based all over the world. There's um, 10 of us in this group. And we've got each other's backs. If someone's struggling, we, we post on WhatsApp because we obviously posted all over the world. Um, the other thing is we will share videos. Um, we'll share our stories with one another. And if someone's struggling, we'll get on the phone or, or Zoom to make sure that that person knows they're supported. And we remind them that, you know what, you've got this. This is just a little bit of a speed bump on your journey to self-mastery. And they are such a fabulous tribe. Because you never hear, no, you can't do that. All you ever hear is, how can I help you do that? That's the type of tribe you want to be working with. And this means part of our role is to think about our network. Are there people that we perhaps need to bring into our network to not only su support us, but also for us to support them on that journey as well? I love to read biographies. I love to learn from the greats. There's also a resource which I'll share, in fact, a couple of resources I'll share with you on one of the latest slides that talk about mastery and what are the steps involved in mastery. And they just go through stories like some of the ones I've shared with you. The big thing is to recognize that sometimes you might need to um, put your hand in your pocket and invest in yourself. And that, that might mean going off to a conference for argument's sake. Twice a year we go off to Canada to a conference where like-minded people come together, which 
that's where a lot of our tribe has come from. And as I said, because we know their attitude is can do, it's a great way to boost our um, enthusiasm on our journey to self-mastery. I really like this one by Ralph Waldo Emerson. What lies behind us and what lies before us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. And it is so true. Your greatness is all about what's inside you. It's not what happened in the past. It's not what's going to happen in the future. It's actually what's going to happen right now. And that is you turning up and playing full out, out on your journey each day to self-mastery. Another thing to think about is reflection. If we're going to develop our skills, we need to actually be able to reflect on how we're going. And that could include giving ourselves feedback. So those three questions we talked about earlier, what do I need to keep doing? stop doing, start doing. If you ask yourself that each day, you'll start to change and look for those 1% wins. And over time, you will develop your mastery. You can also seek feedback from those that you know will give you feedback that will help you improve what you do. This is why um, people such as Federer and Serena Williams and pretty much all the, the, the greats at some stage have had a coach or a mentor that is there really to look at what they're doing and, and helping them to adjust their little moves in order that they improve their long-term game. And that can be tennis, but it could be painting, writing, it could be running a business, it could be doing public speaking for argument's sake. So for yourself, self-reflection, but also perhaps seeking advice from a coach or mentor. The other thing is it's really important because you can lose sight of where you are on this journey quite easily and you can become disheartened. Measuring each day, what have you done, over time will start to show you that compound interest effect of daily improvement. One of the things we do in our company is each week we measure, so we write down what we need to do that's important and we focus on that imp those important tasks and we cross off each task as we do them. And that's a lovely reminder because that's kept in a Word document. At the end of each month, you can go back and actually look at, wow, I actually did do a lot of things. Um, it also helps keep you focused on the important stuff versus the urgent stuff because sometimes it's really easy for urgency to overtake importance and on this journey to self-mastery you need to know what's important for you to work on for your self-mastery journey and then block out the distractions that look like they're important but in fact are just urgent trying to pull you away from the, the skills that you want to learn and those distractions could be emails they could be phone calls they could be texts they could also just be um, you distracting yourself um, and we're going to talk about that in a second because that comes to our next point. Now, just checking in, is there any questions as we go along? Again, with those skills that people put up earlier, reflection on those specific skills. What did I do today that worked? What did I do today that needs to perhaps um, change just a little bit to improve what I'm doing? 
also what can I stop doing can help on all of those areas that you spoke about. Now, another thing that is really helpful on the road to mastery is taking regular breaks. One of the things I know when I hang out with people who are world-class is they talk about how at the beginning of the year, they actually schedule in all of their holidays because they know that their holidays are actually critical to them continuously becoming world-class because they know that the work actually gets done and solidified when they're on a break because on breaks we tend to relax as we relax we tend to get more into the flow situation which again then brings us back to being more creative there is um a world famous restaurant in spain i think it's just outside barcelona and they will often shut for six months of the year and what they do in that six months of the year is go and explore the world and learn you know, go to other restaurants and stuff to then come back. And in the six months that they run the business, they deliver world-class extraordinary meals because they've taken that time to get away, to reflect and come back so much better. A lot of people think that it's really important to work day in, day out, never take a break, have their um, lunch at their desk and never take vacations we now know from the science that that is counterintuitive in terms of how you will um, perform over time. And for you, if you want to be on that self mastery journey, because we know it's going to take a long time, it is really critical to take time to have those breaks. Again, think about working five great hours and then getting out and having a great time. Make sure you protect those five great hours by not taking emails, um, picking up the phone, etc., because that will take your focus away from what you're great at. And if you walk around most places nowadays, people are regularly distracted by their phones. The thing is, uh, Robin often says to us um, that those phones, because our focus in future is going to be our, our greatest gift to ourselves and our organisations. That ability to focus requires you to take breaks as well because your brain will literally tell you when it's it's full it'll start looking to pick up the phone being distracted looking at social media or just if you're reading the same thing three times over that's your brain saying get up have a quick walk around grab a glass of water perhaps a cup of tea or coffee and then come back to the task because you'll learn by having those breaks we were at a um conference and Usain Bolt's trainer was there and Usain Bolt was known for taking lots and lots of breaks and his reason for doing that was he said by taking those breaks I allow the the track work that I've done to embed itself in my body so that when I come back from that break I'm ready to go and I'm stronger and I'm better and even though he took more breaks than everyone else he obviously ended up being world-class because he knew the power of having those breaks. So I encourage you after this call, if you have not booked um, some regular vacations or staycations, start booking them now in your calendar and using that time to refresh and renew to come back and build that mastery. Um, because as we said, it's a long, long haul. I love the next one. Rule your mind or it will rule you. We need to be really mindful as we move towards mastery that 
it's up to us to actually move um, and look after our mind and say, I can do this rather than let it rule us. So I'm curious, what are some of the things that you're going to work on today in terms of your self-mastery moving forward? Um, so in the chat box, I'd love for you to share any of the things that you've gone, actually, that'd be really helpful to do as I develop my self-mastery. Lovely. I love that. Improving by 1% today and every day. It's a really simple thing to do. And you can do it at the end of the day. You can just ask, okay, what is it? One thing I can work on tomorrow, just a little bit differently, that will help me move towards self-mastery. And that's part of that deliberate practice that Anders Ericsson talked about when he said that we need deliberate practice for 10,000 hours. So that's a, that's a great suggestion. One of the things that um, I'm going to work on is actually, because I read a lot, but I don't always capture that knowledge and then develop action items from it. And I was reading last night, and that's actually a really great thing that a lot of masters do as well. So moving forward, I'm going to take that time at the end of a book um, to actually record a video as well as deconstruct the main points of the book. So I'll do a video to share that with the Magical Learning um, social media team who can then share that with others. And then think about, okay, what are some action items I can put in place? All right, we're nearly at the end of our webinar. I just want to check in, was there any other questions before I share some resources with you? Doesn't look like there's any questions. Awesome. Um, in terms of additional resources that can help you on that path to mastery, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. It's been around for a really long time. It is a fabulous book. Um, it's also available on audiobook. Really about what do really effective people do. And part of it is helping you to identify what's important and removing those distractions. Another one is Mastery by Robert Greene. He studied the masters, um, the greats in different fields and basically then deconstructed that to what are the key elements of mastery. If you love watching videos, um, and these TED videos are also um, available to download as audio, so you can listen to them on your commute if you like. Carol Dweck's TED Talk, The Power of Believing That You Can Improve, and hers is around the growth mindset. So part of our development is developing our growth mindset. That allows us to pick ourselves up when we fail and move forward because we realise that failure is just part of learning to be great at what we do. The other one is Angela Lee Duckworth's talk on grit and talking about how important it is to develop that grit so that when you fall over seven times, you get up eight. So I highly recommend that as well. Now, I just wanted to remind you, um, next month's free webinar will be on the magic of lifelong learning. And we're going to talk about different ways that you can learn and grow and how important that's going to be in the future in a world where we're going to need to be able to adapt and change pretty much constantly. That particular webinar will be held on Thursday, the 9th of May at 10 a.m. Now, that particular one will be coming to you um, probably from the Isle of Man or London. 
So that will be an overnight one, which will be interesting, will probably be a bit blurry, but it'll be fabulous because we're over there doing some leadership courses and learning as well. So that'll be fabulous. Also, please, if you haven't connected with us on social media, I highly encourage you um, on whatever platform you use to connect to our company's page because we share resources throughout the month. Um, obviously, we've got our free webinars, which you've discovered and a whole stack of information that can help you continue to grow and develop, particularly um, in the fields that you want um, in terms of your self-mastery. So let me just check in again to see if there's any questions um, before we sign off. We've just got a couple of minutes. So if you've got any questions, please feel free to put them in the chat box. Okay, it doesn't look like we've got any questions. Um, so can I say thank you so much for attending today. Really appreciate it. Um, hopefully we will see you on next week, sorry, next month's webinar. And if we can help in any way, please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, thank you, Carla. That's awesome. I love, love it when people love what we're doing. Have a great day and you'll get a recording of this webinar later on, probably tonight actually. Have a great month, everyone, and thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Magical Learning Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I got a lot out of it. If you're new to the podcast, you can go back and have a look at some of our older episodes. We've got webinars in there, but we've also got shorter episodes that cover more specific topics. Otherwise, you can always follow us at all social medias. We are Magical Learning on most things, including YouTube, where you can see old webinars, and extra information. Have a magical week.